Welcome to the Wonder Women series of the Maker Mom podcast. My name is Katie Freeman, and I am your host. Every week, I bring you interviews of two female or non-binary makers of all kinds, some of them parents, some of them not. This week's Wonder Women series episode is with Anastasia of Burnt River Wood Co. Uh, Anastasia lives up in Canada. And she is predominantly a sign maker, though she does do some other woodworking as well. Um, I learned about Anastasia through a post she made about Lizzie of um, the Timber Woodworks. So I think you're going to enjoy this episode. She shares um, about her journey into getting into woodworking and her creative process. Um, so I know you'll enjoy it. Before we hop into the episode, though, I'm going to give a big shout out and thanks to the patrons over on Patreon. So thank you so much, Kevin Lucky's Woodshop, Christy, Christy Twisted Twine, Christina B., Jeremy Spies, Sammy, Go Sammy Lee, Lauren Rasp File Designs, Sven Dwarf Size Workshop, Rachel Moody Makes, Bonnie Tool Mom Bonnie, ToolMomStore.com, Laura Oakley Soap Company, Mary Lou Made by Mary Lou, Amy Bison Valley Carving, Dan and Kelly Reclaim Living Store, Brandy Studio Obey, Kathy One Girl and Her Tools, Ellen Little Bear Furniture, and Ethan Ethan Carter Designs. Thank you all so very much for your continued and ongoing support, helping me to produce two episodes a week, every week, and with no further ado, here is Anastasia. Um, I start with having my guests introduce themselves. So when you are ready, I'm going to let you do that. For sure. Um, so I am Anastasia. I am the maker behind Burnt River Wood Co. Um, and what started as a hobby and craft and what I was doing just for really just my mom um, turned into this fun little small business that I am currently working on today. Yeah, so I'm uh, from just outside of Toronto. Um, I still work full time, so this is just like a like a side hustle. But I love it; it's so much fun. And I'm one of those people that can't sit still. I don't like to be bored. I, I my hands always need to be moving. So, especially when I'm home now because of COVID, it's it's definitely been like my escape. And I definitely keep myself busy with this small business, which I love. Awesome. Um, did you grow up in Toronto? Um, outside of Toronto, like 25 minutes away in Mississauga. So okay. the next city over. Yeah. I gotcha. Uh, what were you interested in as a kid? Oof. Um, growing up, I was always into little creative projects. I guess all my friends were like reading or playing sports. And I was just like making little tiny things. Um, I remember for like Christmases and birthdays, I'd get those little kits from Michael where it's like a DIY pottery set and like 
make your own dolls and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So I was always like a, a creative kid growing up and my aunts were really into sewing and knitting and crocheting. So I have so many little tiny little outfits that I still have in my closet, like my first sewing and my first knitting projects. Um, yeah. So I was always into like making stuff when I was a kid for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, did you like, were you into then like art classes and stuff like that, like in school? Surprisingly, no, I don't think we had many. I know in elementary school, we had um, pottery classes and you got to like make your own molds and do all the carving and the painting. So that was really fun. But besides that, I never took any extracurriculars or anything for arts. It's just my family was really into it, my extended family. So I just got to, to be a part of it and use all their crafts and their supplies. And it was so much fun. That's awesome. Uh, what about like post high school? What'd you do kind of after high school? For sure. I think, um, let's see, after high school, I went right to university and um, I really focused on studying, but I know when I was studying or reading notes, I would always record myself. And while I recorded myself talking and listening to my notes, I was there knitting and crocheting. Um, I think right after high school, I was, I was, I had a little crochet bikini business (laughs) just for my friends. And I thought it was so fun making these little tops. And um, I was sewing like little pillows and stuff for all my family and friends. But yeah, I was mainly studying and looking for a job, I guess. I was working three at the time, so it was pretty crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Just uh, pay your way through school, through university? Yeah, and and like I said, I I don't like being, well, my real problem is I don't know how to say no. So when people (laughs) offer me a job, I'm like, yes. Um, (laughs) But also, I, I wanted a job where I could have fun. So I was babysitting. I wanted a job part of my career. So I was like working as a blog writer. And I wanted real money. So I was working as a lifeguard. So I was just, it was just a crazy time. I don't know. Gotcha. So yeah, what'd you, uh, what'd you go to university for? What'd you graduate with? I graduated with a majors in communication studies. So marketing and communications, that kind of stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, What kind of work do you do for your, your job job now? Currently I'm a product copywriter for like a big Canadian department store called the Bay (laughs) Hudson's Bay company. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it's just, it's fun. It's product copy. I mean, it can only get so fun, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I've ever talked to anybody uh, who does that as a job. Like, is it a lot of like tech, I would assume a lot of technical writing type stuff? No, it's actually, it's all fashion writing. So they send me, yeah. So they send me clothes or I see pictures of clothes and I just have to describe it so that the press, the customer knows what they're buying online. So basically when you shop for clothes, what I write is what you see. I would imagine that like learning the skill or the practice of being able to write good descriptions of product would come in very handy for your side hustle. For sure. I, th- I definitely <laughs> think that's like one of the main skills I could carry over for sure. Uh, Cause so I found you through, I think you made maybe a story post um, about talking with Lizzie of yes. the house of timber that's how I um found you and so are you also a sign maker yes yeah okay. I love it okay so are you making custom signs or are you like making and selling on like an Etsy or something like that um I'm definitely just doing customs right now I want to start making my own stuff just because I feel like 
when you make customs, um, you're, you don't have as much creative freedom. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something I really want to start exploring. In my call with Lizzie, she was just like, you need to make sure that you're doing what you love and you're not sacrificing your creativity just to make a dollar. So mm -hmm. I think that was really important for my call. Yeah. How'd you get into uh, making signs? Um, originally I was making, I don't know if you're familiar with those, like, um, the geometric mm -hmm. signs without letters or whatever. And, um, one day I just decided to cut my mom's name out and put it on top of one of the mountains that I made. And someone found me on Instagram, like a mutual friend of somebody. And she actually asked for one made for her daughter. And this is two years ago. And I was like, I've never seen anything like this because I guess I was just I hadn't explored the whole Instagram world of sign making and woodworking and all of that. I was really like just doing it for fun. And so, um, yeah, I think that's how I got started. She asked me and I was like, sure, I'll try something that I've never done before with tools I've never touched before. And hopefully <laughs> something nice comes out of it. So yeah. And then from there it just snowballed. What about, well, even like the geometric signs or any kind of wood, like woodworking, um, type of stuff like what got you into that um in high school I did take a shop class it's so funny I took a shop class and I left it loving it and I was like I want to be a carpenter and really quickly everyone's like um you don't make much money from being a carpenter plus you're a woman so um, you're probably not gonna make it and I was like all right sure I, I guess I'll go back and study something else and um yeah like that was the end of it until I started dating my current boyfriend and his father had like a hobby woodworking shop in his garage. And he's made all the furniture in the house. And I was really impressed. And we were sitting one winter and I was just really bored. Like there's nothing to do in the winter. So I was like, let's go out in the shop and try and see if we can make something. Um, and I think I just saw like a, an ad for a sign somewhere, one of those geometric signs. And I was like, let's just try and make this just for fun. Like I'm bored. Um, yeah, so my father-in-law gave us a crash course in woodworking and that night we were on the table saw for the first time and using the chop saw for the first time. And later on that week, we came out with this like 30 pound geometric sign with like <laughs> nails and stain everywhere. And it was hilarious, but it was so much fun getting to do something with my boyfriend in the winter, which we normally wouldn't have been able to do. And also creating something like so unique. So that's really how I got into woodworking. And my father-in-law is just like so knowledgeable. So he was like, well, you made this, but let's see how we can make it better. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm all for it. <laughs> so it really snowballed from there. So yeah, it caught the bug from there. Um, yeah. Are you still working like in his shop? No. So we since moved out and now we have our own shop and we've gotten so many hand-me-down tools from him. We just got a planer on the weekend and we're so stoked about it. I can't wait to plane all the wood, like <laughs> hilarious. So it's really, he's, he's really helped us make our own shop. So mm -hmm. that's where we're in now. Yeah. Do you guys, I mean, so then do you two work together, make together? Um, not really. I mean, my boyfriend helps me sometimes when he can, but he, I get to work from home and he still has to go in. So only on the weekends. But. I gotcha. Mm -hmm. Um, so own shop space now. Love what it. are what do you have for your for your setup besides the new planer? Hmm, I got my DeWalt scroll saw, which has been like my my saving grace. It's my favorite tool. I've been through three scrolls in uh, the last two years, and yeah, it's just so much fun playing with a new tool. But you can really tell the difference in your work when you like 
have a good quality tool. Um, yeah. And then we've got our, our miter saw. I just, I got a, a circle saw, a track saw for Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, my sanders. And I think that's about it. Oh, our table saw and our router. Ooh, we got a lot more than I thought we did. <laughs> is it just like, is it in a garage space uh, yeah. for your shop? Single car garage. So it's a little cramped for sure. But your uh, poor your poor car has to be outside in Canadian winter. Oh, yep. She can't <laughs> come in. There's no room for her. <laughs> and it's funny when I look for a house, I'm like, it has to have a garage, but I don't care about the cars. They're, they're, as long as there's a driveway and a garage, I'm fine. Today's episode is brought to you by ToolMomStore.com. ToolMom and company is for all ages, genders. They have what you need for your one-stop tool-related merchandise of gifts and clothing. Uh, The products are fun, fashionable, one-of-a-kind. In fact, I have two of the mugs. Uh, One has a circular saw with flames coming off of it. It says, Go Girl. Another one has the definition of a tool chick. Both of them are super awesome, and I have coffee out of them almost every morning. So check out toolmomstore.com or find them on Instagram at toolmombonnie. You can receive an extra 20% off at checkout by using the code MAKERMOM. So, okay, so you've been through three scroll saws. Um, What's been your experience in learning how to use the scroll saw? I mean, did did your father-in-law have experience with that to be able to help you learn? Or is it all self-taught? He had a little experience. It was the first scroll saw was his. So he definitely told me how I had to go buy new blades. And um, I broke all of them within like a week. It's hilarious. Um, But yeah, it's all been self-taught. I think as I got into scrolling in my first sign, I also like opened the world of Instagram signs. And it's so helpful that everyone like Lizzie has tips on how to scroll. And so I, and there isn't as many YouTube videos as I thought there would be. Mm-hmm. So Instagram was great. And I, I kind of just learned from all their videos, which has been like so helpful and amazing. That's actually surprising that there's not a lot of YouTube videos because mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like signs are huge. I feel For like sure. so many people do, you know, like there's a lot of people making their own signs or like, you know, or doing it as a side business. When did like, when, how did you tap into like the Instagram community? Um, I think the Instagram, let's see, I started it I started it just for fun because I had a cricket machine and I was posting like little crafts I was making and signs I was making. Um, but I think I also I made everything. I was making um, engraved cutting boards, wood burnt cutting boards. Mm. And I started posting all of those. So I think a lot of my family and friends were buying those for Christmas. So I made my own Instagram page. So my personal page didn't get bombarded with it. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of just, yeah, took off from there. I was posting them on like Facebook marketplace and Kijiji. And then I gained more followers on Instagram. And so I built a little community on there for sure. Um, 
uh, I was going to ask, how'd you get the name for your Burnt River? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It kind of just, it just happened. So the Burnt River is where our, the, my boyfriend's family cottage is on. Um, and I remember the first time he took me up there, I was just like bewildered. Like this is the, it was like the craziest, like kids jungle gym place ever. Like so much property and like a lazy river. And like, I was just uh, coming from the city. I had never seen anything like it before. Um, so it was kind of our little getaway for like the first few years of our relationship when we were like living at home and we want to escape parents. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just like my new favorite place on the planet. And if I had to choose one place to go, it'd be there. So I was like, this is going to be my business name. <laughs> is that, is it up in Canada as well? Yeah. Up north, okay. like the core of the lakes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So that makes total sense for the, for the name. Um, <laughs> So with your signs, um, what are you, I guess, focused on right now as far as type of signs that you're making? Um, right now, I'm, I'm starting to make a lot more um, like family name signs um, as opposed to the nursery rhymes that I was making. Um, and I want to start going into business logos and I want to start working with a lot more hardwoods. So I had a lot of um, scrap hardwood from like the charcuterie boards I was making so I had like all these walnut pieces that are like really weird shape and I had no idea what to do with them um so I started cutting them out and throwing them into my nursery rounds and my family name sign so I think a lot of people like love the walnut and love the real wood from it um yeah so I'm doing a lot more family name signs right now with with a lot of beautiful walnut and I'm so excited about it how do you how do you source your lumber Um, the main stuff I do get from Home Depot and we have, um, a mill kind of 20 minutes away from us. So I I definitely go to Century Mill and then there's a few other places that I get online. So we have a couple that do curbside pickup, which is closer to my mom's house. Every time I'm there, like stock up on all my charcuterie (laughs) stuff. And then there's a place in Ottawa that ships to us. So I'm like, this is perfect. So, yeah. Okay um do you see in the future like going like more full hardwood versus uh you know the like construction lumber type stuff for sure I would love to you know I I used to stick with pine because it was so cheap but I feel like there's so much cursing and frustration happening because of the warping I'm like just going crazy and looking back at my pieces from two years ago that are all like a little too warped for me to be happy about I'm like oof I would love to redo this in hardwood now. Yeah, I would love to even just be able, like, I don't work with construction lever pretty much at all, except for, like, uh, builds for, like, kid stuff. Like, I'm, you know, for Christmas, uh, my wife and I made my son, like, this big loft bed hideout, and then Mm -hmm. we made, like, a a dress up wardrobe for our, for our daughter. And it was all out of like plywood and construction lumber and stuff. Cause that makes sense. Right. I'm right. not going to spend like $2,000 on hardwood <laughs> for a loft bed. Right. Um, so grow out of, yeah, sure. exactly. But it was like, um, I was so upset. I knew just with experience with construction lumber and stuff that even though I dug to the bottom of the pile, I mean, so a lot of it was so wet. I'm like, I yes. basically have to get it like, cut and put together like the same day otherwise yep. it's 
gonna horribly warp <laughs> and like and we did that we did our best to like get it at least you know to a point of like being cut and able to lay it flat or whatever um but still had warp issues once it came down to like final assembly mm-hmm. and it just boggled my mind because I'm like people build houses out of this so like how is this (laughs) I I know so me and my boyfriend were actually we're building our own cabin at the Burnt River where our cottage is at um and so we were building this and as we're building it we had to get all this lumber shipped to us and I'm picking through it trying to put up these studs and I'm like this is so warped like how can you use it and they're like oh no no it's it's good enough for us and I'm like there is no way that I ever would have picked that piece of wood if you put me in front of it as a lumber store. I'm like, there's no way. I was shocked that people actually build houses and like, I can go onto a second story of a house with right. a warped piece of lumber. Yeah. And I mean, so yeah, it's like, I found myself questioning, like, is there any way to get like higher, like I'm willing to pay a little bit more to get higher grade construction lumber still construction lumber but higher grade so it's not so warped and I just see so many people you know who are building like the DIY furniture and stuff out of construction grade lumber so it's just like yeah that constant question of like where how are you finding anything that's useful that doesn't just like totally potato chip or twist on you or any of that stuff um So, yeah, I mean, if you're working with pine predominantly and then moving to hardwoods, like, is it solely because of the warping or is there another drive behind wanting, like, the hardwoods? I just think hardwood is so beautiful. Like, it's just, uh, this. there's something about oil on hardwood that you can't achieve with stain on pine. Like, it's just, like, a completely different level. Yes, it's hard, but, oh, man, is it beautiful, you know? Like, (laughs) gorgeous. How do you work with, like, pricing of your pieces? Like, I mean, I know I've seen just, again, from, like, social media, and, you know, Lizzie is a whole, like, big (laughs) proponent of uh, her her signs, pay me bitches, but it's, like, for sure, it's, like, real, right? Like, I don't think people understand, like, especially scroll saw work is, right, really time consuming. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's funny you ask that, because up until 2021, I was not pricing my stuff adequately, and then I had my call with Lizzie, literally Jan 2nd. And she was like, what are you doing? So before I was kind of just pricing it as like what I think people would want to pay. And I don't, I'm cheap. I have no idea what people want to pay. I'm like, what would I pay? Not knowing the amount of work that went into it. So my signs, a lot of the custom work was like, I think my favorite sign that I've done to this day, I made, I charged $56 for it. And like $56 probably doesn't even cover the amount of paint that went into it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Regardless yeah. of the time. Um, yeah. So before I also kind of just looked at what other people were charging and then like kind of matched it, but went a little below. So like I could beat them, but also because I didn't have as much experience as them. Mm-hmm. And I kind of realized like, I'm, I'm not making any money in this. I may be breaking even with the amount of projects I'm doing, but I'm definitely not making money. Um, so in my chat with Lizzie, she kind of told me her little formula on like, make sure you're valuing your time, pay yourself like you're a plumber, you know, you're working with dangerous goods. You're working with uh, like high voltage electricity (laughs) and all of this crazy stuff. You know what I mean? So 
I'm paying myself as, as, as somebody who's worth it, I guess, you know? Um, yeah. And so I definitely take into account my time, the materials and, you know, the effort that goes into it for sure. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you a tough question. Oh boy. Why did it take Lizzie telling you that because to feel like you were worth that? That's a great <laughs> question. You know, I think because I haven't really talked to other makers, so I really have no idea what other people are charging on their websites and on their posts. They say how they put their prices together, but not their final prices. And when you look on Etsy, I'm not really sure if they did it by scroll saw or a CNC and by a laser and if they mm -hmm. have a paint gun versus painting by hand. So really I'm like, I have no idea how to price something adequately. So I kind of just guessed and and I think a lot of times people were like, sure, I'll I'll pay that. And even when I would give some people a price, they'd be like, oh, it's a little too high for me. And I'd be like, all right, I'll drop my price for you, which I know I'm not supposed to do. And I have stopped doing that. But yeah, I, I can't tell you. I don't know why I took Lizzie. And it was really like a slap in their face. And she was really like, what are you doing? Hey friends, I wanted to tell you about an awesome brand I discovered that you might love as well. Have you ever spent a ton of money on clothing that was supposed to be high performance only for it to end up at the back of your closet because it just doesn't fit right? I personally hate when this happens. I get excited about a new pair of work boots and then I'm disappointed to find out they just weren't designed for me. Discovering Athena Outfitters was a game changer for me. Athena Outfitters is a quality workwear brand for hardworking women. All of their items are handpicked to meet the needs of women in the trades, not just sized down versions of items designed for men. They've got great workwear essentials like comfortable, soft, and safety toe boots and options for my active lifestyle when I'm off the clock as well. Shopping with Athena Outfitters saves me time and energy because I always know I'm getting a high quality product that also looks and feels great. Next time you're looking for gear with grit, check out athenaoutfitters.com. That is A-T-H-E-N-A outfitters.com and use special code at checkout MM15 to get a 15% discount because you listen to the Maker Mom podcast. I had, I had a similar conversation, not with Lizzie specifically, but with, um, with a, a furniture designer and maker who I really admire. And, um, you know, I had her as a, as a guest on the podcast and talking with her and she just, you know, shared the price that some of her pieces sold for. And I was like, Hey, how do you get people to like pay you that? <laughs> Be like, you know, I was just in shock and really like, so I had reached out to her afterwards and just said, like, how do, how do you get to a point of being confident in that pricing? Um, and she asked a good question of me, which was really interesting. She's like, okay, first of all, like, even if today, from today on, you just doubled whatever you're charging, like, just automatically double it, understanding that that's still not going to cover, like, the time that you're putting into your pieces. She's like, how would that make you feel? And oh, I was yeah. like, 
I don't know if I can ask <laughs> somebody, you know, or then even like, she's like, okay, well, let's look at it a different way. Would you approach a piece any differently if you were selling it for a thousand dollars versus a hundred dollars? I was like, huh, maybe, you know, probably. yeah, probably. And so it was just like a way of like looking at it. Um, but also to your point, I've struggled because it's like, I personally don't pay that much for pieces right um and so also wanting there to be like accessibility I guess for people who love my work but couldn't afford exactly my prices it always makes it hard too um yeah and I definitely don't want to to be in a range where you love my stuff and you can't buy it because yeah. it's too expensive like that would break my heart like oh I just want you to have something <laughs> I want to make something for you you know right yeah. yeah. So I think that's a struggle. I would say there's probably a struggle for like a lot of artists or makers mm-hmm. um, being that probably most of us don't come from like the top tier income wise and exactly struggling with like, well, that's where I need to sell to in order to make, <laughs> make, exactly. this, make a living. <laughs> yeah. And like me working three jobs, like my money was so valuable. And I didn't really have like the designer clothes. I'm like, that's not worth me spending my money on. I would always spend it on food for some reason, but it (laughs) never came down. So I never had like beautiful furniture and beautiful decor on my walls. So now I'm like, I want to make sure that people like me who wouldn't like necessarily put their money there can put their money there and can like make their home feel personalized and like it's their own space and not break bank, you know? Mm -hmm. I think I've, it's put me into a mindset of like, maybe I need to say in order to give access to people who enjoy my aesthetic, but can't afford it in order for me to afford to continue to make this <laughs> stuff that I would redirect to, you might not be able to buy one of my pieces, but perhaps I could teach you to make something of your own. Yeah. Um, you know, so trying to like that, mm-hmm. can, that still gives a level of access then to that aesthetic without me having to like stay a starving artist in order for somebody else to for do sure. Yeah, I'm definitely, I think I'm still trying to learn that balance. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so now that you've gotten the, uh, the kind of smackdown from Lizzie about your pricing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I got it. Um, going like so, going forward uh, with like new pricing, what's been the response? You know what? It's been so good. So, because this is my first real full twelve months, my full year of doing it since COVID happened, I guess. Um, Christmas was like my crazy busy season, mm-hmm. and. I took two weeks off after Christmas because I'm like, I'm just going to chill out. Like I have nothing lined up. So why not? Um, I took a week off. I had a call with Lizzie and she talked about my prices that night. I changed all my prices in two days. I got overwhelmed with the amount of people wanting signs. And I was like, Holy moly told everyone new signs and everyone was like, yes. Okay. I'll put my order in. And I was shocked that people were willing to pay this price so much so that I probably took on more than I should have. But I'm like, this is such a good place to be in. And I felt like I was really being rewarded for all the hard work that I've put into my signs. Like people can see 
the value in them now. So I think that was really great. Yeah, this response has been amazing. I'm so happy about it. Yeah, I think there's something to be said that when you show value for yourself, others will follow, perhaps. Exactly. Exactly. I want to circle back real quick to something you said about like you took that woodshop class and you loved it. But then basically it was kind of discouraged out of this thought of going down this. You're not going down the path of a carpenter, but you're still working with wood and making like what's the response now uh, to you being, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I love it. I think a lot of people I know love it. I think my mom's still like, as long as you got your full-time job, do whatever you want, you know? I don't think she'll ever understand. But to me, I think it's I think it's a full circle and I'm really proud of myself, you know, for doing something mm-hmm. that just because people told me that I shouldn't have done it and I'm still doing it. And I'm so happy I found woodworking again. It's just been amazing. Yeah. Do you think there's any any underlying message there about uh, being a woman and getting into woodworking? Um, I think like if, if you want to do something, regardless if it's woodworking or not, just do it. Because like, if, if people tell you no, and you don't do something you love, you'll probably end up there again. And if you don't, you'll, you'll just miss it the entire time. Mm -hmm. Um, so I definitely think like, follow your dreams. Like life is way too short to not. Correct. (laughs) Um, so I also want to ask though, um, about, being a uh, woman of color in this space for sure because there's not there's more there I will say I I continue to see more uh, at least on social media I know there's always been women of color in craft and woodworking Um, but what's been has there been any I guess I don't know what's it like being you in this space you know what growing up I guess because I am a daughter of immigrant parents. They came here when they were really young though. So growing up, I never identified as a a woman of color or a child of immigrant parents. I never saw myself as that. And Mm -hmm. um, I guess I learned quickly that I needed to find a group that I fit in with. Um, And that was like all my crafty friends and, and stuff. So I think I really just, I, I never saw myself as a woman in color. And now that I'm on Instagram and I'm really noticing like the, the lack of diversity, I guess that I see, mm-hmm. not that there isn't a group of women that of color that are doing this. It's just that there's so few. I'm, I'm, I just want to make sure that everyone knows, like, regardless, you can do anything you put your mind to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's still a, a space that at least is represented as very white, um, yes. yeah. <laughs> very white and still predominantly male, but I do see that changing a little quicker uh, for sure um, than the and other. I, yeah. I think I definitely identify as a, a woman woodworker and I like to, it cracks me up when I go into a lumber store with my boyfriend and everyone starts talking to him. I'm like, he's really just here to carry stuff. Like you should be talking to me right. when we went to do curbside pickup. He's like talking to my boyfriend about how much he loves the router. And I'm like, no, 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 my boyfriend doesn't touch the router. It's me. Please direct your questions to me. It's so funny that, you know, like even 
I remember one time I was dropping off a sign with him and I handed them the sign. I was the one that had full communication about the sign. We, I designed it and they turned to me and they, or sorry, they turned to my boyfriend and said, so when did you get into woodworking? And I was like, the same time I did. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Yeah. I mean, does that, do you get even a little angry at that ever? I don't think I, no, I don't get angry because I understand, but I just want to make sure, I just want to rub it in their noses just a little, like, mm, you should change your mind about this because you're wrong. Yes. <laughs> you know, I can't get mad about it, but it's, it's, it's funny for me to be like, um, actually mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. wrong. <laughs> I mean, is that, I guess, benefits to finding the Instagram community um, and other, sure. especially like other female sign makers? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I didn't know that there was this community when I started. Like I was just so naive and I wasn't really paying attention to the whole community over competition thing. I was just doing my own thing. And when I stumbled across all these people that were doing the same thing and, and how friendly everyone was. I was like, oh my gosh, there's this group of badass women that are like using power tools and like aren't scared to like get hurt and, and work with wood and do things that are women aren't supposed to be doing, you know? Right. Um, and so when I found Instagram, it just made me want to keep working even harder and like becoming even more talented and working towards bettering myself and my skills. Because if all these women can do it, I can do it too. Yeah. Absolutely. Was there, were you ever intimidated uh, about the learning process at all? No, because I am like a nerd when it comes to learning. I want to, I want to learn something new every single day, if it's possible. That doesn't, like I hated school, but like when it comes <laughs> to crafts, like, Ooh, I'll learn crocheting. I'll learn knitting. I'll learn how to sew. I'll learn how to woodwork, you know? So I wasn't intimidated at all. I was ready. Okay. So not like power tools, you were, you were good to go. And <laughs> I mean, I was a little scared to chop my fingers off the first time, but like when you put me in front of it, I was like, sure, I'll try it the second. You uh-huh. know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would think you were crazy if you weren't at least having a thought at some point that you could chop your fingers. Off. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I know my high school woodshop teacher was missing his, like, you know, down to the knuckles first. Two <laughs> oh my fingers. gosh. It was what like always, it was like always a joke though of like, you know, you don't, you've never met a woodshop teacher who had all their digits. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Which always made me go, and they're the ones that we want teaching kids. Right. Power mm-hmm. doesn't line up there. <laughs> sponsor is rasp and file designs rasp and file was created to give new life to old things and create spaces that feel timeless unique and warm your home and business should be your sanctuary a place of solace and your personal piece of art the owner and woodworker behind rasp and file designs is lauren matthews and you can follow along and find out more information on Instagram, just look up Rasp Filed Designs or on the internet at 
rfdesigns.squarespace.com. Um, so I know you said you want to get into hardwoods. Um, what else do you see yourself like pushing into or, or learning more about? Hmm. Um, definitely hardwoods. I want to learn how to do a little bit more complex signs rather than just cutting out names and stuff. I mean, I just took on like this big floral project a few weeks ago that I'm like really proud of. Um, and I didn't think I would be able to do it. So definitely a lot more complex things. And I want to start hand drawing all of my designs. That's nice. a challenge because I'm not a drawer. I'm not an artist. <laughs> How do you design them now? Um, really just, uh, I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> I use a lot of, I use a lot of, um, I purchased a lot of images from like creative market and stuff. Um, so I use a lot of that and use the MS templates. Um, but then you, you can kind of see the same thing in multiple places. I have started, I actually had a customer come up to me and say, uh, my husband has this crazy truck. Can you put it on a sign? And I'm like, sure, I'll, I'll try. And I like downloaded an app that was similar to procreate. And I like ended up tracing it. And that's how I started doing like these little vehicles. And so that's how I designed those signs. And it's so much fun because I'm like, bet you not a lot of people have cut out a 2006 ski do and put it together again. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy, but it was so much fun. Do you, how many times do you have to like put the puzzle together, so to say, before you're actually like gluing um, it down? Let me see. How many times do I have to cut the puzzle until I get it right? <laughs> so many I think because I try and like glue it together and then paint it and then put it back together and it doesn't fit perfectly so it takes a while but then once it's all painted and I go for the final glue up I feel like a real life mechanic I'm like this is the you know shocks and this is the fender and here is the tire and here is and I'm like putting it together like I'm building a truck and I'm like I'm pretty much a mechanic what can't I do <laughs> are you like are you sanding every piece too yep by hand and I think that's the worst part about it but, man, yeah kills yeah. me every time <laughs> cutting I'm like put me on a scroll saw for eight hours a day and I would be like the happiest camper make me sand for eight hours a day and I'm like in tears so yeah. sad yeah. my nails are all filed down to like the edge it's so you're doing it all just like with a piece of sandpaper by hand yep See, those are the next tools you need to get. In I know. <laughs> you know what? I have a Dremel, but then I find that things just fly out of my hands and I lose all my pieces. So the bigger florals and stuff, Dremel, yeah. but everything else is by hand. I don't know how yeah. people can do it. Uh, I've talked to a couple that have like, you know, they've got the, um, like the spindle sanders and then the disc stationary spindle sanders and, and dish sanders and stuff. So then you're holding the piece and that's a little bit, but yeah, especially yeah. when you get into the smaller pieces, you probably have no option, but to do it. Yeah. And hand. the amount of pieces that I've broken by hand sanding alone, I'm like, I would never take a tool to this because it's, oh, it's heartbreaking when a piece breaks in front of your eyes. Oh, I'm sure. What's the most pieces you've had to assemble for a sign? think I was at I don't even remember it was I did um a 1926 Model T Ford I don't even know if I'm saying that right 
<laughs> but it was like this crazy old car with a trailer on it. And I wanted to get super specific about all the pieces that were on this so much so that like the engine was exposed and I cut out every individual piece of the engine. Um, so I think that one was like well over a hundred. I lost a few pieces, had to recut a few pieces, but it's, it's, it's crazy how many little things go into these signs that people make. So it's really cool. If you have to recut a piece, how do you make that work? Like to get it the right <laughs> size and shape again? There's lots of tears involved. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was just lots of tears. I have to, I, I cut it from its template and then I sand it with the Dremel until it fits perfectly. So I know a lot of people, I've just learned how to like stack cut my pieces with different woods so that I can swap them out. But I found that like, there's so many times where I'm wasting so much wood by doing that and not using the other piece. Mm -hmm. So I, I cut it with my Dremel and I, I, I pray that it slips in like butter. <laughs> it doesn't usually. But. It doesn't usually. No. <laughs> um, and then do you say, I, did you say you paint them before or after you glue them down? before I glue them down, which means that if there's too much paint, it like changes the size of how it slips in together. And I'm still trying to figure everything out. I'm not perfect. That's for sure. <laughs> What's your typical like size wise of your overall size of a, of a sign? I think like my medium sign is the most ordered. So like, it would be like a 20 inch circle or like mm. a 12 by 24 inch piece so not too big nothing crazy I, I that's okay for sure all right do you I guess have a goal out there to get to bigger pieces yes I want I want you know it's funny like when I look at my parents house like the picture that they have on top of their couch I don't know what size that would be huge four right. by five. I'm like, I want to be on top of people's couches. That's how good <laughs> I want to be. <laughs> I want to be so good that my mom has her sign on top of her couch. My mom go. has my sign on top of her couch. <laughs> yes. What kind of, but okay. What kind of work would you want to make then? I know you said like, so not necessarily like just name signs, but like. I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I love, um, I want to try and incorporate a lot more nature into my mm -hmm. signs. So like, um, like a scene with like a, a giant moose in it, like stuff mm -hmm. like that, but out of hardwood, like how can I work with these different types of wood to make that happen? Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. Have you uh, made a sign yet for the Burnt River Cottage? You know what? <laughs> I started one like eight months ago and then winter came. So it's like putting it on the back burner. And so, no, it's, it's half done setting upstairs. But since I've learned so much in the last six months, I'm like, I have to completely redo this sign. I have all new material I want to use. I want to use walnut and I want to use garden board. So not yet. But for this spring, there's definitely one coming. Awesome. Can't wait to, can't wait to see that one. Um, <laughs> well, it'll be, it'll be a nice personal one, right? Exactly. Um, do you get to do a, a lot of signs for like you or your family? Myself, not as much as I would like to. My family, yes. Like they're, my family is like my rock. They're my biggest supporters. They're always ordering stuff from me, which is really nice. And they always let me have a little bit of creative freedom. So a lot of the 
signs that people order from me originally started as signs that I've made for my family and people just mm. like those. So that's been really good. So I'm not just making stuff and then having it sit upstairs in my, my basement or in my right. bedroom. But you said currently you're kind of like all commission, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and selling all through, like, are you getting all your orders through Instagram? Yeah. So I, I made a website in December or November, but really like everyone that wants to order something and because it's so custom, they ask if I can actually do it first on mm-hmm. Instagram. And I'm like, let's just, let's just do it here. You know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, everyone finds me through Instagram. I don't market anywhere else besides Instagram. Did that, I mean, I think you said that happened basically with like your first sign, right? Was through. Yeah. Um, someone Instagram. randomly. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So has there been, has it taken time, I guess, to ramp up and kind of have steady orders coming in? For sure. I think I only really started getting steady orders in like November, maybe for Christmas. Like I had highs and lows, but never, um, never anything consistent enough where I could quit my day job. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, and it's really only been, I guess I really put pedal to the metal in March when COVID hit. Um, but yeah, it took me until November to start getting steady orders. It's, it's definitely a slow process, but because it was slow, I got to like experiment and make stuff for my family mm-hmm. and, and like learn a lot of new skills and play with new tools. Right. Um, is it a hope or a dream to do this full time? I think so. Eventually I just, um, I never wanted to get to the point where I despise waking up and doing it because I'm like so swamped and, and don't have my stuff together. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think I have a lot of learning to do before it ever gets to a full-time point, how to price myself and, you know, how to manage my time and how many Mm -hmm. orders to take on and, and a lot of things to work out before it ever gets there for sure. Right. What's the, uh, I guess, what's the, what's the dream? You know, I don't really know. I think I'm kind of just figuring it out as I go. It would uh, be ideal to just sit and make stuff all day long and have people buy it and then, you know, have that support me. But uh, I don't know, maybe that's like a long-term dream right now. I just love making stuff. So, you know, I find it, it's like, what I do when I'm bored and Mm -hmm. and my way to stay creative so do you see yourself branching outside of signs um I think I still have a lot to explore like yes I would just like to make artwork no I don't think I'd ever go into the furniture building aspect of it because I did it for the house I'm currently living in and I look at it every single day and I'm like, oh God, no, the the tables on my leg, the legs on my table keep breaking off. And I'm like, well, I don't think I'd ever do this and sell it, but Mm -hmm. I think definitely just artwork for now. Okay. Um, We're at the end of our time together. So I want to give you another chance to shout out like how people can find you and follow along with you. For sure. Um, follow along with me on Instagram 
at burntriverwoodco dot or that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, and I'll include the link for that in the show notes so people can follow along with you. And Sounds good. Thanks so much for taking time to chat with me. Yeah, thank you. This is so much fun. Yeah. All right. So again, that was Anastasia of Burnt River Woodco. Um, I will include the links on how you can follow along with her in the description for the podcast app, as well as the description if you happen to be watching this on YouTube. You can also check out the show notes at freemanfurnishings.com forward slash podcasts. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please remember to hit that uh, subscribe, like, comment, head on over to uh, iTunes, leave a five-star review. All of that lets people know that, uh, or lets the algorithms know that not only do you enjoy the podcast, but others like you may enjoy it as well. Also, please go head over and check out Patreon and look at joining the tribe over there. There's several different tier levels that come with, you know, different merchandise, depending on what level you choose. So stickers, coffee mugs, t-shirts, all of the above. Um, And no matter what level you pick, you get um, access to any additional content, such as live interviews, hopping on the interview live. That just means... Uh, that I send the Zoom link for an upcoming interview out to all the patrons and uh, they can hop on and listen while I interview and then get a chance to ask that maker questions at the end. So um, kind of a neat little perk there for being a patron. So go check that out. Um, And then there's always just merchandise too, like t-shirts and whatnot. So make sure you're following along with Maker Mom Podcast on Instagram. That's just at Maker Mom podcast link in the bio has all kinds of goodies for you all right so when i am not making a podcast you can find me designing and making um furniture and home decor and doing power carving and crazy dance moves in the shop and all kinds of shenanigans um, at freemanfurnishings.com and at freeman furnishings across pretty much all the social media so instagram tiktok youtube facebook Pinterest, LinkedIn. Um, I am active daily on Instagram and TikTok. So if you really want to see what I'm up to on a daily basis, those would be the places to find me at. And if you do, let me know that you found me through the podcast. I always love hearing about that. Um, It's Wednesday, halfway through our week. I can't believe it is March already. Um, I, I feel like 2021 is going faster than 2020. Maybe I'm wrong, but it feels a little bit, thank goodness, Um, but Wednesday, and so I hope you all are having a great week so far, and I will see you on Friday.